Good evening, I'm Mark, and you are on the Parables of Dantooine podcast. This is my solo review part three, as I promised in an earlier uh, podcast. I was going to get together with a bunch of my buddies who went to see Solo and uh, get a little roundtable discussion about the, the movie and what we thought about it. Uh, the roundtable went from, uh, <laughs> from like five, maybe four, three, two. now to two. Uh, my good man Ronan is here. Who? Uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. I am the non-animated one of the <laughs> podcast. So, excuse no, but this me, is my this, number one. This is good. This is good. I, I I've been wanting to do that. I know. I know. I mean, the, our other uh, other uh, teammates who came along for that uh, for the for the, for the movie as well too wanted to be here tonight to be able to uh, break this down a little bit. Uh, but it's good that that we have. I, I was I was just telling uh, I was just telling Ronan here like you know maybe we should uh, hold off, but he was like really anxious to go. He put on his Star Wars Crocs for tonight right. and everything, so he's got his swag on and he's ready to go here. Uh, just a couple things I wanted to mention here before we get started into Solo here. The big breaking news this week is that Billy D. Williams is going to be in Episode 9 in December 2019, if you I did hear it. that. That is that's the big news. The other big news, which is actually going to waterfall into our Solo discussion here, is that uh, Solo continues to be a flop in the box office. And uh, more than likely is probably going to leave this week. We're, we're recording this uh, July 11th, and uh, Ant-Man just came out, and it looks like Ant-Man is, is and Jurassic Park are doing pretty good in the box office, and uh, it's, it's shocking to see that a Star Wars movie has gotten beat this badly. Now, if we could just go into, let's, let's get into this sole discussion here, because the, el- the big elephant in the room is, is that the film bombed. Yeah. The film bombed, and Lucasfilm said that they are going to be putting these standalones on hold so that they can dedicate their time to Episode Nine. I think they did say that was not necessarily true, though. I, I think unclear. this is damage control going on right now. Um, as I've had a chance to, to think about this and read more about this, it's just killing me that uh, the, the the way this has really all played out, uh, and we want to. And I, of the question I keep asking myself is is why? Now the prevalent theory, which I think is probably the theory that most are going to go with, is that uh, the Last Jedi turned so many people off that, like my uh, my 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 podcast uh, buddy with the Traveling Journal Waste podcast, uh, said he wasn't going to go to see Solo if uh, they killed off Luke and. Between that and the rest of the movie, uh, him and as well as a bunch of other very hardcore Star Wars fans made their statement known by not showing up at the box office for Solo. Now, is that what it is, Ronan, or was this is this just not the movie we think it is? No, I, I actually think that was it. Um, I think that, like you said, people got turned off for... I, I don't know. I think they took it to the extreme with that movie, which we're not going to see. No, no, review not that one. Today, but, but they took it to like, oh, that one. I'm not going to watch any other movie. Uh, and I think it's a really unfortunate because, you know, I guess I'll start off by saying I actually really liked it, and I actually saw it a second time. And oh, you did go see it. I a second did see time. it. I okay. saw it with my daughter. She wanted to see it, and you know, more thought about it. The more I watched it a second time, the more thought about it. I actually liked it more than Rogue One, even. Really? Um, which I know uh, a lot so of people did not. I thought this was just fun. It mm-hmm. had really good backstory. Um, but I, I, so I don't know 
you know, the fact that it bombed was more that people didn't see it versus people saw it exactly. and said, oh, exactly. I don't like it. They never even saw the movie, exactly. so it, that's why I think it was I mean, maybe, from. Maybe it's because people didn't see it a second time. I don't know the numbers, how that breaks down, number of people actually see it twice versus one time, what that equates to. But I, I, I that's my impression. I, I never right. thought I was going to live in my lifetime to see where a Star Wars movie bombed. I thought it was just instant gold every time it came into the theater that people are just going to show up for it. Yeah, no, um, I, I think and I think Disney might have, I don't want to say taken it for granted, but assumed the same thing yeah, as well. Yeah, You know, not to say they did make like five, six hundred million, which is not to say it's pittance. No, but and at the same time, you know, they've they, already put out for the fall that, I mean, the, the, the Blu-ray, the DVDs, the digital downloads are going to be coming in the fall for, for Solo. Obviously... Yeah. I'm, I'm getting it. Uh, <laughs> As I will eventually. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I just found it so interesting that I, this movie, I think, was cursed for the timing that it came out. And this is another thing I just quickly want to mention, but is the oversaturation of the of the franchise, do you think, that's also doing it? That we don't have enough time to breathe in between movies to, to make us feel that pull and get us all lined up? Because one of the things I did notice... Um, when I was buying tickets for all of us, me being the guy I was going to who, who faced forward and said, I will buy the tickets it. for everybody here. <laughs> you know, I'm doing this because I'm feeling that if I don't get this, I'm not going to see it opening night. I'm going to be sold right. out. We walked into that theater yeah. and... Um, Shocking. It was, it was empty. Yes. Well, relatively, yeah. It was yeah. relatively empty. I mean, uh, yeah. we, we walked... I mean, obviously, people came in, you know, towards, towards the beginning of the movie... But it was certainly not like when Force Awakens came out or even Last Jedi. No, I mean, that, it, it was it was a sad looking it was. group. There was nobody dressed up. There wasn't yep. any. I, I was the only one with the uh, <laughs> with the podcast jacket on, yeah. with the patches and everything. And I really did not see anybody with their, you know, flying their Star Wars swag. Uh, and I do th- I think the oversaturation is a good uh, good word for it. There were right because within the last previous year, there this were is the two first time, movies, yeah, right. So five months ago it was uh, or six at the time the movie came out five months earlier was uh, last jedi and i think the other two things to think about were the timing in regards to what it was not directly up against but i think it was came out right after thor and wonder woman and black Panther. i'm trying there to remember was a lot exactly of heavy which hitters which came out which really right was knocking it out of the park and right it was <laughs> and those linger for a while yeah. and those clearly are, are very big um and i think the other thing is the it got a lot of uh Black for, uh, for I guess some of the director uh, issues and just production issues that they had. So yeah. maybe that turned off people. Um, but I really do think people missed out on it. My personal. Well, I mean, opinion. if you want to like talk about the standalone movies, just very quickly here. But you're talking about if we remember, if Rogue One was also plagued by a lot of rewrites and a lot of reshoots, which we heard about. The remember. end result was a very good movie. Yeah. This movie was also being plagued by it was they thought it was going to end up being. People were saying the directors, yeah. early directors, were going to make it to a spoof of sort, like a National Lampoon's Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Howard came in, and I think he he, he did a good he did job, a job pulling it pulling it together. But and I think the acting. I'm was wondering. Really good. I'm wondering if this is is Lucasfilm and Disney finally saying, look. I think we're going to get out of the business of, of getting our like like the the artistic type directors and and we're going to go for the more mainstream. Find me Steven Spielberg. Find me Ron Howard. Find me another George Luke. Find me somebody who can put together Star Wars as we know it. Yeah, um, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, I, I 
I, I hope that whatever it is, they, they kind of do a good postmortem and say what went wrong. And if they really do chalk it's it up be more to like a house cleaning, Jedi. I think, more than anything else. <laughs> if they I, do chalk it up to a la- The Last Jedi, then, you know, focusing on episode nine might be a good thing for future solo, uh, no pun intended. So, um, I yeah. meant solo as in standalone yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. Uh, maybe even solo movies, which they clearly well, left it open towards. Um, well, I think the door's now closed on that I, one. See, I hope this. not. I, I really they, feel bad if that's going to be the way it is. But uh, Danny Glover did such. Uh, not Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Nope, uh, that was. Well, let's get into this yeah, now. So let's get, get into, into, the, that. into what we're really here for. Is right. To, is, to, is to take to, is, is is to break apart, and 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 try to look at Solo with with some you know a good a good critical eye. Um, let's just talk about the cast here. I mean, the mm-hmm. the, the the big three who were in this was uh, Alden Ehrenreich as uh, Han Solo, Donald Glover as Lando, and you had Amelia Clark as Kira. Uh, you know, this is the question I think everybody was asking when they first came out. Did 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 Aaron Reich when he was was up there? Did you think Han Solo, or did you think of this is somebody playing a character like Han Solo? Uh, so I thought I thought he did a good job, honestly. Yeah. Um, I thought he definitely pulled it off. Now, listen, he's got big shoes to fill. When you have Han Solo, probably the biggest, you know, clearly the biggest. Uh, the Navy James Earl Jones. Yeah, I know Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. For God's sake, this is the guy. It's, it's, that's going to be hard to really. <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, but I think he. No, I really do think he pulled it off. He got a lot of the intonations. I think that Harrison Ford uh, and a lot of the other intonations. We'll say the the energy that he put into the character. Yeah. I really do think he, he pulled that off. Um, I think he really did a good job of getting the simultaneous kind of bad guy, good guy um, oh, you know, good point. Ca- good characterization point that Han yeah. really is. But got, but started more, I want to say, as the at least in the beginning of the movie, much more of the heroic versus anti-hero type He's a very baby-faced type of a hero who is... He's just trying, I think, to to get out of the hell that he is living in. Exactly. And and he, I mean, he's really a, a romantic at. at <laughs> when I when I see it, when I first see it, it was like a lot of people were saying that this isn't the Han that I'm used to. This isn't the crass guy walking around with a Wookiee, you know, shooting people first. He's, I mean, if if part of me would actually like to see that. He did have that innocent romantic look that he and the girl were going to run away yep. out of this hellhole and they were going to they were going to make a life for themselves. And, and they got slammed right in their face and and the dream is dead for him in that sense. And I think what you just said is actually well, I was going to bring up a little bit later as we're talking about just kind of how things change and how yeah. his character changed, but I think that's exactly it. He was more of a romantic because and I think he became kind of the Han Solo as you saw in episode 4. I think this explains, well, why was he such a cynic, especially when it comes to Leia? Yeah. Well, he was clearly, uh, um, what's what I'm looking for, you know? Oh, he's jaded. He he was, right, jaded. jaded, Exactly. Completely. His heart was taken apart by, uh, by Kira. And, you know, I think that gives a certain, uh, you look at his relationship or how he approaches Leia in episode four and five, especially, uh, in a new light, thinking about it from that backdrop. So I think that's exactly right. He was. A romantic in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does Kira? Well, this is another thing. So, just talk about the romance here for a little bit. Is that Kira? You know, we we look at Kira, and I actually thought she did a really good job. I actually thought she was one of the high points of this of this story here. Um, Sorry Kira that. is the is the character I think a lot of people were also looking at because we knew that she wasn't going to be Leia. Wasn't going to be Leia, but I think That's she had. Yeah, it was good that they that she, I mean, you're seeing another 
female figure in Han's life that you see as sort of like, you know, they grew up together. I, I imagine it's like, you know, they were probably, you know, they, they grew up together as buds and so forth, but, you know, as as, as kids get older, you know, their their romantic side comes out and, and they fell in love. And, and, and I think it was nice to see that... Uh, he, ha- I mean, there's some aspects of her that I say, oh, that is Leia, but there's other aspects I see of her. I'm just like, wow, she is much of a scoundrel as any of the <laughs> other ones in this in this uh, saga. Probably just a, uh, you know, a a result of the way she grew up and where she grew up, um, as well as when she got off of, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Coruscant. I keep wanting to say Coruscant. <laughs> no, she was Corellia. Corellia, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, whatever she had to do to get off Corellia while, you know, with Dryden. Then well, that's, a, that's another... But I mean, you don't know... Well, you could we're gonna probably, go a little yes. bit all over the map. <laughs> yeah, here we're tonight. gonna. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's but that's okay. But I mean, this is okay. Obviously, <laughs> I have to say this because it is a movie. This is a spoiler-filled yes. podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, I think you're out of luck until you can get the <laughs> the digital or maybe some other ways. But uh, I would check your movie theater. Yep. But uh, this is gonna be spoil spoiler full filled. Yep. Um, so, so basically, by the end of this movie, when 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 Kira basically sends Han off to go rescue Chewie, and uh, you see her with... I mean, the other big, huge shocker of this thing is that what we weren't going to see Jabba at the end. We end up seeing Maul, which is... We'll talk about that. But um, is Kira going to be that type of character? I mean, we talked about if there was another, another story that was going to come out of this. For some reason, I feel that Kira, if they did have a second part, that her character would go dark and would Han would end up having to to, to to shoot first against her as well too. See, I don't see. I, I actually thought about that. Would she become some sort of apprentice, dark apprentice to to Maul? I feel she's trying to raise herself up and go up the, the ranks of Crimson Dawn, and she never ever wants to be back in Corellia in the slums. Right. So the question is more: yeah. if they were to continue, would she become just a Crimson Tide uh, or you know Lord or? A some sort of Sith apprentice, and I, I got the feeling that she wouldn't rise up to to a I'm Sith. I'm not sure of a just Sith because he claimed in episode four not to know anything about the Force, that's, right? That's so, or at least not to believe it. Mm-hmm. So either he was in episode four, if you follow that trajectory, you'd have to say he was just deni- in denial, or he could never know about it. If she went that way, he would never know about it. That's, that's true. A possibility. That's true. But clearly, going some sort of dark I side. I think she is. Uh, she she's got a little bit of a conniving definitely attitude about her i think she 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 never wants to be that that helpless girl being a slave to anybody and nope. she's going to do whatever it takes i think to 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 stay on top and to be in control and to be you know ruling this 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 crime syndicate right um, now i never seen rebels either so i don't know if there are connections well there that i necessarily might have made either with her or crimson dawn versus uh well in you know. in in uh i mean we we do know from from in rebels that uh before episode four comes along uh he has his final duel with obi-wan and he right. he is that he, he, he meets his end um prior to that we learn that he is actually one of the big guys trying to, almost like the Godfather. He's trying to pull together five <laughs> families to try to, like, you know, become the number one crime syndicate in the, in the, in the universe. Right. Um, I just see. I mean, it, it, this is what kills me about this whole entire situation is that I highly doubt we're going to see this 
perhaps I'm I thinking and then maybe some people are like, like shoot me I say this you know I, I like well maybe they'll come out with a book and like oh god when, yeah. when they come out with a book that just means like you know it's just like we, there's no hope for a movie <laughs> well yeah I mean and they do have good books out there so I, I don't want to downplay yeah, the book fan, man. right of course um you know, the only thing, just going back to uh, Amelia Clark, is that, you know, I didn't really realize this until I actually just happened to be watching part of Terminator 3, is yeah. that she played Sarah Connor in Terminator 3. That's right. Uh, oh, my God. So I didn't Very even good. realize, yeah. and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's Kira. Wait that's a minute. That's Kira, right. And, uh, oh my you know, God, so that was that. the only wow. other thing I've seen her in. Um, I, so she's clearly pretty good at these these um, these, these action roles. Uh, and I think I think... Like I said, she did, I think from an acting-wise, I wasn't, you know, overly impressed, but at the same time, I thought she did a good job. Yeah. Um, from the acting overall, I would say, was really good, and probably Donald Glover, uh, you know, let's Donald's talk about next Donald, one. Let's talk about, let's talk about Donald Glover well, here, you know, uh, in, in, in Solo, uh, Kira says that, you know, after the, the first train heist is a bust, you know, they've got to figure out a way to pay Dryden Voss his, his coaxium that he deserves, uh, or un- not deserves, and uh, she says, well, or they come up with a plan that they're going to go off to Kessel, to the Kessel mines, get the coaxium, but they need a way to get there, and so and so Han says, I'm going to, like, him. We'll, we'll, we're going to, he's going to play this game of Sabacc and, and, and win this guy's ship, who Kira mentions is uh, owned by uh, Lando, has the fastest, fastest ship in the galaxy. Um, I have to tell you, more than Alden, I thought Donald Glover's performance was an A+. I, oh, give, yeah. I give Alden Aaron Reich, he did a great job. I give him a solid B+, but yep. I have to say, every time Phenomenal. he was out there, I was like, my gosh, that actually is Lando. Yes. That is Lando. It was so, it was, he played every part so beautifully, even the parts. Somebody asked me to mention this as well, too. I didn't feel the relationship with L3 was weird. I thought I thought it was a little weird. It's a little strange. <laughs> it was. I, I'm not gonna say it wasn't strange, but I, I say I don't think. I honestly don't think. What's I'm not even gonna say it on this podcast because <laughs> I just weirds me out a little bit. But I honestly don't think that it's. I honestly don't think that it it's taken to that next level, which we're thinking. No, um, I, I agree. Um, I thought the the movie I think deliberately made it ambiguous. Um, it's tough too because we're dealing with a whole with a lifetime exactly. of Billy D. Williams and Cole Forty Five and <laughs> Jovan Musk and and all the other things that that yeah. we know of, uh, Billy D. Williams for. But it's uh, I, I I thought it's fine. that uh, yeah I didn't I didn't I did not think that was a and part of it I think was also I loved how they took and we want to speak about L three I loved how they just they they have a droid there which acts human. Finally, yes. they have. I, I, you saw it a little bit with, with in in Rogue One, a little yep. bit with K two S O. Look, not taking anything away from Anthony Daniels. I love Anthony Daniels, but he plays the part as he was supposed to play the part. Mm-hmm. A protocol droid who is like a over the top English butler and. <laughs> Yeah, at times it was annoying to 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 hear C three PO talk, but this was the first time I think we got a we got a droid who could play off of another character really well, yeah. and 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 I mean it was just so fun seeing seeing like the the, the it was almost like a Han and Leia banter that went back and <laughs> forth between these two. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, and it's really the evolution I think of of I guess Lucasfilm you want to say of the droid coming from I guess you want to call R like you said R two yeah. and C three PO being. You know, kind of that old married couple in and of themselves. Yeah, but still yeah. much more 
robotic, then you say gate to so having some sort of personality now to um, this We're beginning to life. feel actual empathy for these droids now. Right. Look, we always loved R2. We always he loved R2. Will. He's always been there and he's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, but I think as, as they've developed these droids here, we, we, we tend, our heart tends to go, I mean, my gosh, Rogue One, when K2SO is there slamming the doors on those troops and basically telling the last things that they have to do to get those 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 Death Star plans, I mean, people felt bad that he was, <laughs> that the poor droid was getting blown to bits. Yes. Um, but if I like with L3, I was going to say, I love how they incorporated her into the Falcon because for so yep. many years I was telling people that, you know, it's always, Han is always being pulled in two directions by two women, Leia and the Falcon. <laughs> and I always thought that I asked, I remember asking author Ryder Window when I interviewed him on the show, I said, is there any sort of like, don't you feel like, like, like Han is always like battling two feet? It's like, and, he, and, and, and Ryder said, yeah, it's always been like that with like, like ships and so forth, you know, even like in, you know, ships today, you know, they, you know, people call it their, their, their girl, baby. their baby, their girl, whatever they call it, they give it a female name. I mean, it's always been there, but the fact that this is, this, this, this droid who's of an obvious feminine nature is being incorporated into the Falcon, uh, it, it's almost like in a sense at the end of the movie, almost like a consolation for Kira going away that, okay, Kira went away, but I've got uh, the Falcon and Chewie. My life yeah. is perfectly happy and I got my buddy and I got my 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 babe in a sense it's interesting I, I didn't think of it that way I really thought of it exactly as you said it before mm-hmm. kind of how uh, you know a guy might like his really nice car his yeah. Porsche or whatever yeah. uh, from from uh, from Han's perspective yeah um, you know from from uh, from Lando's perspective maybe he you know was always more regretful of losing the Falcon well he could see that he for that is, reason. he is I mean he and honestly well, he Don Glover played this part yeah, when awesome. he when, when, when she when, when Kill L3 meets her demise I mean he is really heartbroken uh, it's it's something that you don't see because you don't I mean and, and maybe that's something that affected him later on in life especially when we see him in empire when he's like you know he's stone I mean, cold yeah he sees i mean he 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 pulls the the wool over han's eyes while at the same time trying to hit on its girl and everything i mean it's it's he's really he is the player that's what he is but uh it's it's, it's like an evolution i would say of seeing him character from here but i still saw a lot of billy d in here, I mean, you saw Lando in that movie. I think I heard him too. Does his? Oh, I don't know. Gosh. His voice. And I don't know if, <laughs> yeah. if Donald Glover did that on purpose or maybe they're just a similar voice. But it was he studied. I think was, he, as as a, I think he studied Billy D. Yeah. Williams and those, which is part of why I think I love Donald Glover more than, than Alden Ehrenreich in this role, is because I think, and I could be wrong about this. I just felt that Donald Glover did his homework yep. that you're going to learn a character if you're coming in the Star Wars universe you study those movies you find out like what is happening in in maybe the books in the EU and I think he came out with a, a fantastic like you know portrayal of, uh, of Billy D or and, I say Lando and the question really is is it I, I would say is it fair that we're grading them and we as in the Star Wars yeah, fan yeah. is it fair that we're grading them based on how their previous you know their predecessors really did is it fair uh, that yeah I mean that's what I'm saying listen this is the standard huh? uh, Lando uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He'll always. Be I know he's always laid out to me. <laughs> Billy Dillon is a standard. Harrison Ford is a standard. Yep. If you are not exactly Harrison Ford, you might be good. It's maybe a slightly twist to Harrison, but you're not. You can't get an A. Well, is that fair? Maybe, but frankly, that's... When I think you we saw that, a little bit of that when the prequels, when when, when 
Ewan took over as as Obi Wan. Uh, I mean, he had a tough. You look at Alec Guinness. Okay, at the same <laughs> Sir time, Alec Sir Alec Guinness. Um, it's tough to not play a part like that without having the you know saying, well, do I do an exact duplicate of that? I think he found for him what what obi-wan was going to be at that age yeah. as he as he grew and the same thing i think could be i mean i heard mark mark hamill say this one time when he was uh when he got tried out for joker on as a voice actor in, in batman the animated <laughs> series one thing they put it he said on his script don't do jack nicholson because yeah. that's what everybody thought jack, the joker was you know, we weren't thinking of caesar romero when he was doing it on, on the earlier tv shows and so forth but so he had to figure out what this what this character was which everybody's known how do you how do you embody that right and maybe that's it when you're going to do a character who was really done well by a previous great actor you're either going to have to do it completely differently and do that mm-hmm. really well you know like uh, uh what's his name um in uh dark knight um guy who played joker um, oh yeah uh, uh heath ledger heath ledger did yeah. who's you know awesome uh or if you're gonna kind of do try to be the other actor like you know yeah uh, like han in this case then you better do a real good job so maybe though that's the standard you either do really well or mm-hmm. do it completely differently and do a good it's job. a tough thing either too way, because you're tough. dealing with uh I, know, <laughs> the, I mean the fan base is, i know i know for good and for bad oh, and i think you did the right thing <laughs> not to change it i'm yeah. just saying that on a scaling maybe that's what you got to do i um, i will say yeah. I I loved looking at uh, at the Falcon in this pristine condition. I just absolutely was like, this is beautiful. I I loved how it looked. I was like, my gosh. I will say, I thought it was funny how it went from pristine condition to after that castle run, looking like it had been run over by a yeah. Tell, I was gonna say, I have yeah, that on my us. notes exactly. That oh, yeah. is that that is the moment where not only did it become Hans because. He took it through that Kessel Run. He brought it through hell and back yeah, you know, through the yeah. Kessel Run. But it looked, it turned physically into Han's ship. It went from, like you said, You're the pristine right. condition You're to... Right. Oh my gosh, my that is such an amazing that idea. With all that, that slickness well. of Lando. Yeah. Especially when you see that closet of cape, which I loved. <laughs> oh was great. God, did I love that scene. Did not think that would happen, so it took me by surprise. I thought that was, uh, that, I, yep. that was just like, I was like, my God. And, and it's funny too, because I was reading the, uh, the what's the, the last shot novel, mm-hmm. uh, which was the prequel novel to, yep. uh, to, to Solo, and they go into a description about uh, the Falcon and, and how, he, you know, how Lando has his capes and he's looking at his I mean part of it's funny because it's like he's he's talking about it in his head I think the maroon cape would look great <laughs> but the mauve one would make me look really sexy I mean it's really funny seeing that he, that's you can imagine Lando going in there and doing just yep. that but it was a, I thought it was fun to see him there uh, I I thought it was one thing I did not like, which I think had to happen in order for Han, uh, the fact that Lando cheated during Sabacc, which bothered me. I was well, he's like, a scoundrel. He's a scoundrel, but I thought, I, part of me was like, look, Lando, if you're going to be a good card player, you're going to be the, the the Lando he is. He doesn't need to do that. He just, I mean, you know these guys, you hear about these like guys who play 21 in poker who, you know, they're stone cold. They, 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 I mean, I remember years ago when they would have like, you know, the, the, the showing poker on TV and you see the guys with, the, with yeah, they still do. Okay. The guys would be sitting there, you know, stone cold with their glasses, their, their sunglasses on and you know that obviously no cheating's going on in this place or you <laughs> may just 
die or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but but, um, but Lando, the fact that, I, mean, I guess it is, he's a scoundrel, he has it, but Han is also, he's able to, to what I liked about it was how he was able, the way he got it was by thwarting <laughs> Lando to, to, to get to know, like, I, I know your game and I can play it as well right. as you can. Well, I think also they, um, Lando only cheated, it seemed, in these really large pots. Yeah. Where he was probably going to yeah. he thought he would lose. Yeah. Um, so that... So he literally had the ace up his sleeve. He literally <laughs> had the ace up his sleeve. So he's a really good um, Sabak player. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, Speaking I, of scoundrels... What did you think of um, Woody Harrelson as Tobias Beckett, sort of as like Khan's mentor? Did you have any uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, um, you know, if I could compare it also to another movie, he was the mentor in the Hunger Games trilogy as well. To um, you're right. What's her name? To uh, you know, to, to Jennifer Lawrence. I character. almost forgot that. I so, almost forgot that. Wow. I, I actually saw a lot of similarities there. Him, may, and maybe he took a lot of inspiration from his work in those movies. Um, but no, I, I I liked it. I like also. That you know, when you think of Han uh, in episodes four through four and five, especially, mm-hmm. you can kind of see a lot of that coming out in him. And again, as yep. I went, yep. said in the beginning, I think you do have a different Han in the beginning of this movie. When then, as I would assume, it would devolve into more of a scoundrel yeah, as yeah, he, if yeah. there were further movies. So I think he kind of took that and and really. Uh, the character took uh, um, so uh, let me go back and say so I think it was a good character that he um, embodied later on do you so think I do you think, think he that he, he he portrayed a if Han was going to learn to be a scoundrel was 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 Tobias Beckett the guy do you think who who ingrained I think that's what the story was meant to but do you think yeah. that it actually came to full fruition in that so I think it's more of an inspiration versus uh, this is the guy I want to be right because he mm-hmm. at the end of the movie he went to go find that that gangster on yeah, Tatooine. Yeah. Which you can only assume is is Jabba, but um, and then, like I said, later on, that evolution of his character happened. Then, you know, in combination with his smuggling, I saw escapades. a little bit of like that. You talk about that that evolution of the character. I thought I, I mean maybe I saw this it was when when he's there and Tobias is. In mid sentence, and Han shoots him. Yeah, he shoots him, but at the same time, he cradles him <laughs> mm-hmm. in his arm. It's Good almost point. like the two Hans are the. I mean, he knows he has to do it, and but there's a part of him that either has some sort of respect for him, and Tobias, in some way, was like. I said it's my earlier pocket. He he's proud of. He's proud. He's proud of him for doing, which is so twisted. I mean, it's really twisted to, to see this happen. Well, but Tobias clearly had his own um, life that he lived in, and this is how he lived his life, and have felt that if someone is going oh, to be... Oh, he lived by his code. Right, by his he code. By his and code. he felt that Han, going down this path, should follow his code. And, and, you know, Han even said it. I did learn from you. you know? Yeah. He was watching him, and he was listening, and he did what he um, he did, I think, what Tobias would have done by shooting first. If I may just do yeah. a side thing, I think he satisfied a lot of angry Star Wars fans yeah. when yeah. he shot first. <laughs> Um, he did so prove that, that he nice did shoot little, first. Uh, it was I. I thought one one of the, one of the interesting aspects was how much Han was completely enthralled by him, even after getting thrown in that pit. After he was like you know just basically betrayed by him, he said, "I want to help you. I want to join your team. Screw you. I'm yep. gonna go and 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 feed you to the beast over there." And he still comes back and says, "I want to join you. I want to join you." Um, it, it, 
that part of it I, I, I thought was so interesting because I was like, okay, now this, this shows me that, yeah, this is a gritty part of the galaxy that we haven't really seen in a while. Maybe not since, like, like Return of the Jedi when we got to see Jabba's, you know, lair and the entire, all the, all the, the mm-hmm. denizens of that lair. But uh, it, it, it worked for me even though when I heard Woody Harrelson was going to be uh, this character... Maybe it's just because I love Cheers so much or whatever. I'm like, I'm thinking of Woody Boyd the entire time. But I, but at the same time, I felt the same thing about when Michael Keaton was named to be Batman, Batman. years ago. I was like, are you kidding me? Mr. Mom is going to be Batman? <laughs> and uh, But I remember also, he that guy can go dark when he wants yep. to. And like, uh, clean and sober. Juice. Yeah, or be, he can yeah. take a role and go dark. And I yeah. think the same thing. With, I forgot Woody Harrelson also in that. that uh, no, uh Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean... Didn't think about that. He really... I mean, he's had some parts which can really go dark. And, and I think you got to give it to an actor who can go down that route because I, I don't know if me or you or other people would like to, to like spend six months of your life being a really... portraying a really awful human being. <laughs> um, now, well, the thing is, like, but he wasn't... I mean, the character wasn't... I don't think... To me, he didn't come off as a bad human being. Tobias didn't come off as that. He was just like like Han. He was a scoundrel who, an anti-hero, right? Yeah, he, 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 I, he wasn't right. a villain. He just was a guy who was out for himself. Like you, a lot of... Granted, we're talking so, about a time when the Empire is in it. full force here. They are controlling everything, and it's... It, it, you really... And that's one other aspect I like about this as well, too, is that you do see these aspects where the... You, you notice that the the Empire is in charge here. Like, Palpatine's rule has gone from every... It's at every end of the universe, including this slum down in Corellia, where this... I, don't, I can't remember what, what this creature's name was, who was the, 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 the at the beginning, the, the, the slum... Oh, the thing that came out of yeah, the water. Yeah, I, I forgot don't her remember. name or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that I really think that that, that portrayal... Is showing that you know the, the empire doesn't care about anything going on here, except that they're probably getting a good cut from this entire situation. <laughs> oh, definitely, um, and you can see when when they try to bribe the uh, imperial officer with coaxium yep. at the beginning. You know, they they they're all on the take of, of, of what can what could be what can I get out of this deal? And um, just uh, yeah, just thinking about just thinking about that scene I had written yeah, down yeah. that, um, and I didn't notice this at first. I did hear it later on. I can't can't give credit to the where I heard it my apologies but it wasn't my, my no. original that apparently the Imperial March did come uh, into canon within the movie that during that scene when they're going through that airport that hangar area that's right they were playing they were the playing Imperial that, March yeah. as a recruiting for I've the, heard some people yes. say that they were a little bit annoyed that that became like because I, I liked it I uh, to me that just, that just that just yeah I was like oh my gosh Come on. <laughs> it's I don't have any problem with that some people are like well well you're talking about the the, the music which is supposed to be outside of the universe of of, of the obviously Darth Vader's not honest. hearing the Imperial March going through Hoth and, but that's fine <laughs> but that's okay it was yeah. great on yeah. Actually, one thing, just kind of yeah. tangent to that, is one thing I thought, that, and I have a list of them here. You no, saw please. a ton of just uh, connections to the other movies. Oh, yeah. That tell whole us. movie. I mean, there were a ton of them, and I thought that was done really well. One thing, I that Rogue One, I didn't, didn't do a lot of that, uh, other than towards the very yeah, end of Rogue yeah. One. You really had no, it wasn't, it was literally a Star Wars movie. There was 
very little reminiscent of the other movies. And maybe that's just me. I like to see yeah, kind of that, yeah. that connection. But this movie, I think, did a real, really good job of it. Uh, you know, from little things, stuff like, uh, at one point, I think, in the hangar, one of the guys goes, move along, move along. Right, you right. Know, that's a gap. Uh, I that's did notice goodie, that yeah. the second time around. You know, you obviously saw you, the chess set. Yep. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chewie playing it yep, for the first yep. time. Um, the helmet that I think Beckett wore was the same one that um, Lando wore in Return of the Jedi. That's correct, right. Um, one right. thing else I noticed. The bounty hunter fit, um, outfit you know, that he did. He was called Flyboy, I forget by who at one point, yep. and I don't know how many more you want no, me but to that's, mention I'm here. I'm telling you, just, but that's the fact that, how many you got there? Like 10, 20? Like 10, 15 here. You know, now, the cargo is, hold. Um, I was going quickly. The Lando said he hates mining colonies. And, you yeah, know, later exactly, on, he, yeah. Um, uh, uh, the Kessel Run, obviously, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, um, and the dice themselves. Uh, there were a few others here, uh, but I thought there were just a lot of them all. But now, this this is what I love about this is that okay. So, you would you consider yourself a do you consider yourself a original trilogy? fan in a sense like were, did you grow up with the original trilogy or were you more I didn't pushing? see it in the theaters okay so I saw them in on I guess video at the time or TV or whichever okay however. that's still that's still within that if you're saying you just the <laughs> videotapes right bro videotapes okay right. that is still within this this time frame of of kids growing up at this time yes the fact that you saw these things in this movie it it, it tells me that Ron Howard went at this, or even if these are the other directors putting this stuff in, is that they were aiming this specifically at yes. the people who really adored Good this point. movie and, and, and absorbed it into their pores and know it backwards and forwards, just so that you sat there and said, my God, he said, move along. Yeah. Two times. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> that's like... The same thing happened to me, in addition to that, when I would notice those things... A lot of expanded universe was mentioned in this movie as well too. Just because on the expanded universe, yep. when the, the biggest one for me was when when Lando is there making a, like a memoir recording mm-hmm. into his recorder. Oh. There, it was uh, uh, an allusion back to this old EU story that came out in 83 by uh, Lee Neal Smith called the Mind Harper Sharu, and he's going through the basic premise of the story. I was like, wow, Dan- Donald Glover read the book. Wait a minute. No, Lando read the book. Wait a second. This is Lando. He lived it. That's a, He's writing the book. He's, yeah, writing, he's writing the book. The book. <laughs> he's writing the book. That's a really good point. Um, I didn't even think about that. That it, it's, it's almost ironic in the sense that if Ron Howard, if that is the reason he put all those in for those old Star, excuse me, Star Wars fans, and they didn't go see it. But that's the thing. Doesn't <laughs> and that make so us more of a tragedy I here? Know. That, it's my gosh, problem. they had made a movie here. I, and I was telling somebody else, I was like, if they had just pushed this up to December... I think another six months of, of 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 just letting this healing time. Yeah, just just <laughs> vet it out. It be coming towards like you know Christmas and the holidays. You know when people are a little bit more of a better mood. I would say, and we all want to do something like you know to get ready for 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 holidays. And going to the movies around that time is a big part of could what they have we done do. that though? Probably not, given. Right, they, they had already. Running. I mean, they, I think the train was already running. Was there, and they, had it, to it, and they, they really had no way out of this. And, but uh, it just seems to me that this this is what's killing me. Is I yeah. do, people. I, I don't say this. I mean, I like the movie 
a lot. I do. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying this just because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I think this was a good movie. They took... Part of what I liked about it is, is for me, as much as I love stories about the Force, I mean, you have spoken about this, how we love that Darth Bane series and, and stories yeah. of Sith and how like the evilness of the Sith and the Force and so forth, how they play together. The fact that they did not basically there was no force mention in this thing maybe with the exception of when when Maul ignites his lightsaber which is like oh weapon of a Jedi or weapon of a Sith um, but they made a movie I think that was trying to be almost like a love letter to, to, to the original trilogy fans to say look just spend two hours with Han and Lando on the Falcon and, and let's go do the Kessel Run yeah. and maybe in like two years when people really have you know, maybe if episode nine could could redeem Good episode point. eight, do you, do, do you people think, will go back. Do you think two years from now, when we're when we're all we're gonna have seven, eight, and nine all laid out there, and we're gonna have Solo and 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 Rogue One, and I'm and I'm this was another thing I was gonna mention. We'll we'll talk about that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying we got all these movies. Are we gonna be looking at it in in, in retrospect and saying, you know? Back in 2018, it was, I, I'm not sure if we were really looking at this with clear eyes or we were just more... Now, granted, maybe this is going to come at a time when Lucasfilm has cleaned house, as I was saying, and Kathleen Kennedy, I, for, for good or for bad, I highly doubt she's going to be in this position much longer. Mm-hmm. But do you think that there's going to be some... Uh, I don't want to call it like revisionist history, but do you think that there's going to be a way to look at this with more kinder, gentler eyes? Yeah, and I hope so. Um, and I think that's really going to be up to the fans, like you were talking about, you know, when your former or your your other podcast partner yeah, um, yeah. did go to see it and he still hated it. I, I, I got to say that's just the episode eight ha- hatred within him coming out. And <sighs> I, I really hope that those people will maybe I will we'll say that let I, it go. Well, look, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, with respect to my to, 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 to all the fans out there who had very big disagreements with with, with with last Jedi, yes. I can say now, as well too, after watching and seeing it, I still like the movie, but I do understand where they're coming from Absolutely. with this. And I think there can there is legitimacy in the idea that the story did not follow, in a sense, the rules of what of what has already been established in, in previous uh, episodes. I could see that, although I I don't think they should redo episode eight. This is just a little tangent here. <laughs> I don't think they should be redoing that. I think that that moved, I, and I because I just don't like the idea of 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 having a writer and director being told what to do by the by the whim of the of, of the, the majority of the people. Agreed, and I'm not I wasn't a fan of episode eight. I think you yeah. liked it more than I did yeah, based on I previous did. conversations. It was definitely for me one of my bottom two maybe. Um but I, you know, I didn't absolutely hate it. I, there were definitely things about that which I disagreed with, but it didn't stop me from seeing this. And I can guarantee for the people maybe who listening who didn't go see solo mm-hmm. Going with an open mind, you'll like it. You'll have fun. This really, really was just fun. It's not That's part I mean. of the. Yeah. It's not part of the you know sacred episode. I guess now nine are going to be nine episodes. It is a tangential story that was fun, and if you go in, you're... you know that's how I was, I, was, I, I was thinking. It's the same way. I look at this as well too, as. Look, we, me, you, we're expanding universe fans. We read the books and so forth. I think a lot of the time, also, we read the books, and yeah, you know, prior to Disney's takeover, you had a plethora of books that they said you can either 
accept that as how the Star Wars story happened or not. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing can, can be said for, for Solo. Uh, I heard somebody say that Solo might be looked at as one day as like maybe that's a, a tall tale that was that was spoken of by oh. around the cantina. As, as, I, I mean, hope not. I, I, I hope not <laughs> either. But I'm just saying... That yeah, you, I see that. You, uh, I think they left everything open. Mm-hmm. Not only do they leave it open for additional Solo stories, which unfortunately I do not think is going to see the light of day. Um... <laughs> But at the same time, you could see it as the stand, which is, I think, what they originally wanted to do, is to have maybe those, those, that thread connecting it together, while at the same time saying, you, this should satisfy not only Ronan and Mark and Dan and so forth, but it should satisfy their wives who don't watch it at all and got to go see it as well too. Actually, did you take the wife to see it? I did not. She had no... Uh, no interest? Generally, I don't want to say okay. she has no interest. She'll go see it, you know, with me because she okay. knows I like love these movies. But, you know, I, I kind of told her, you know, she said, how was it? And I said... You know, I told her a little bit about it, and I said, and at the end, there was this great, you know, surprise that you never would have seen. She's, there was a character you never would have guessed yeah. would have been there, and she's like, who? And I said, I don't want to spoil it in case you see it. And, I, and she's like, whatever, don't worry about oh it. God, I won't remember. And she said, <laughs> and, she, and I said, it, it was Darth Maul from episode one. She's like, I would never, I don't even think I know who you're referring to. So, yeah. so that's kind of my wife. She'll, she'll watch it, but not, you know more for me than anything but I else. think but I think they would still I, I think the the, the 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 person just the non-Star Wars fan could, could go in there and have two hours of like oh that's a good that's yeah, a good story it was fun that's a good story it was good fun there's some things I reckon uh. oh that's that big hairy guy Chewbacca and yeah. so forth They're, actually Chewbacca as we bring you him up you didn't bring him up both. I didn't bring him but I will say I think this movie gave Chewbacca a lot of heaviness in a sense in 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 the saga you saw him going from i mean he was i sort of thought that was gonna be the beast in there at first i thought maybe java that i said okay yeah. maybe not java and then then when, when chewie was there i was like okay it's chewie i think that they what they did with, with chewie was give him much more of a presence in here a lot of time it's just uh not speaking badly about chewbacca but chewbacca is Number one, he doesn't speak right. anything except Wookie, and um, he's always around Han. And but but a lot of it is is seeing his movements and how he 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 interacts with people. I think this movie gives him a whole lot more. The fact that we're seeing Han communicate with Chewie back and forth and Wookie, I think at the same time that yes. Han is, you're getting more of the idea of like yeah, the the Empire has really taken a stranglehold on Kashyyyk. Uh, I thought that this was. And a good movie to to give Chewbacca some 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 really front time on, on in a movie, which in a lot of the movies he's he's more of like just a a background character, which is right. what I thought of what he was in. Um, unfortunately, I thought if, well, I think that that the, the new actor Jonas Sutoma, who's portraying him, does a great job with him. I think he's still a very secondary character in the Force Awakens in mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, he kind of takes over. It almost assumes his previous role as first in Force Awakens and Last Jedi is just Last Jedi. I don't even think you even see him. Oh, you see him kind of crush that character. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, but you got this. He, he's, 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 he's the literal that, warm that fuzzy. Role, exactly. Like, oh, I know Chewie. Um, I did read um, the aftermath series. You know, yeah. the lead up to Force Awakens and on the second book in that one, uh, Life Debt, really does focus on. Uh, 
and spoiler alert, I guess yeah. people haven't read it, but basically uh, on on Han trying to repay that debt to yeah. Chewie by freeing Kashyyyk from the remnants of the of the uh, of the Empire after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, so you you definitely at least I saw some humanity for lack of a better word. Oh, that's a, that's, a, him, that's so interesting. That. Oh, interesting. Um, which is why it, it was really a. I, I don't think I quite was expecting it to be chewy there. I thought they kind of wouldn't have met under those sorts of circumstances. Maybe I didn't see it in, in kind of EU world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that... Um, I thought that seeing them meet like that and then very quickly, at least in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. whether this because they just had to get along with the movie or if this was intent, they very quickly formed that bond because they yep. had this self-interest to get out of it. And that really, you know, start things off in a stressful situations, and they continued on that way. That's really how they grew together. I think that's also appropriate given the life that they ended up leading. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Started that way and never really went back. That's a good point. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with all of that. I, I think, um, uh, like I said, it, it, it bothers me that we're. Where uh, it's just not one of those stories I think that's ever going to be played again. Uh, I don't think this story is really going to be pushed forward anymore, at least for right now. It's it, I don't think that's what it's what it's looking at. But it, I, I just thought this was a nice way to to almost like <laughs> give give Chewbacca a little bit more of a bigger light within mm-hmm. the Star Wars saga. And you saw very quickly, actually, if you read Aftermath, um, uh, Life Dead Aftermath, mm-hmm. that. Uh, that was always from the beginning. That was really his intent to go kind of free his people, his world. Yep, yep. Uh, from the very beginning, you know, when they're in um, on on um, Swiss Mines of Kessel, what yeah. did he do? Instead of focusing on what they had to do, they went and tried to free the the other Wookies, and right, that's kind right. of what he always from the beginning. That's for for what is it, thirty, forty years old? Yeah, yeah. That's what he's always wanted to do. So it's a good, I think, bookending that 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 uh, uh, insight. Or I should say, that's a good insight into what uh, Chewie's uh, mindset is. Very interesting. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, no the bad guy of this of this movie is Dryden Voss played by Paul Bettany who we all know as uh, the voice of Jarvis in uh, the Marvel Vision, movies yeah. and he's the Vision as well too Vision, yeah who I love as, as an actor I've yeah seen other things as well um, how did you feel about him in this in this because I I I couldn't tell I mean, he was he was evil evil nasty guy I I just for some reason. The character, as I, as I as I thought more about, it, I was like, did this really, did this really meet what the movie needed? I I'm not sure. Well, he was a crime boss. Yeah. Right. So he he was a slime ball. Um, kind of on in some sense, he was always he kind of looked nicer. Or, had some in in a, in the in some oh he's, he's kind of very felt. dapper he was yeah. very dapper and he was always dressed Guy well more. even though his but also face the way was he spoke yeah. to you, oh do you want something to eat while he's having that conversation mm-hmm. you know oh I can relate to this guy then all of a sudden he goes oh and by the way if this happens again I'm going to kill you so yeah. he was a crime boss yeah. he had one thing in mind is that he needed his money or he wanted his money yep. in part because he, he as you find out he worked for Darth Maul he, yep. he was probably going to get killed himself if this didn't happen um, so I, you know he I, I don't think the character was all that deep and maybe that's what you're getting at as well yeah I think that's probably I, I mean not to say that Look, I don't know how deep Jabba the Hutt is either, but uh, <laughs> but at the same time, for some reason, when I think of a crime boss in Star Wars, I think of him, and I just feel this, no pun intended, this heaviness of, of the character where 
it's you you know that nobody in their right mind is going to cross this guy for whatever reason these other guys will defend this guy to the end the only one who could kill him is Leia that's about it <laughs> but um one of the things I, 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 like I said, I don't know if they, they delved, maybe it wasn't necessary for this movie to have a crime boss that you delve deep into. All you had to know really was is that, you know, he was owed coaxium, they they blew that heist, yep. and now they got to fix this. And he was a minor character, a relatively minor character in the movie. He was only in a handful of scenes. I think he fit the good... Decent he was seen at the end the lack of a lightsaber I will tool, say the, the, the evilness of this character also is that he liked taking care of situations with himself. that handheld blade that had a glowing red red thing yeah. on it which made me think like is this a, is that has a lightsaber intention to it yeah were there any uh, 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 crystal uh, yeah one of those kyber crystals crystal, there um, but he didn't like know. doing it with a blaster. He like, I mean, if he's gonna do his 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 deeds, he's yeah, he's gonna do it himself. It ain't really. Uh, but I don't think he was too heavy-handed. I think they he filled the role that they needed to fill, and so it really didn't bother me for that reason. Okay, so that's it. So. What about now? Like, okay, but now we're talking about like you know you know Dryden Voss, his 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 boss Maul. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Th- I love seeing it just for the simple fact that it was a fanboy moment that yeah, I could say, definitely. oh my god, look at that. It's Darth yeah. Maul. He's still within this situation yeah. here. Um, do you think it was just a gratuitous use of the character, or do you think that they thought at the time that we're going to have this character here? Because my first thought when I saw this is they're doing this so that they can have an Obi-Wan movie, standalone movie, which they've been talking about. Hmm where you can have another encounter with him, even though we know that no encounter in a movie like that is going to show his demise because it was always played out, already played out on Rebels. Do you think that this was just a fanboy moment that he threw out as sort of just to say, look, I just want to keep you in mind that there's still the Sith, there's still the Jedi within this universe, just, just to make you know that it's still out there. Because... It, we're, it is at a time when Vader and the Emperor are in control, and you still have Darth Maul, who we thought was like you know really out of out of the picture, if in 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 a sense. But they're spotlighting him as the big reveal at the end. He is the one in charge of all of this. Right. That's actually I didn't think of it in, in terms of um, the Kenobi movie, because um, yeah, I mean if you're going to go down that route, if you're going to have an encounter, are they then redoing what they did in Rebels? Like yeah, yeah, that's kind of like. Or are they just going to? I don't think they're going to go against what. No, I don't think they're going to go against Rebels. Rebels is considered canonical, of course. Right, so they wouldn't go against it, but just remake that scene just in movie form, or are they not even going to have that encounter, or at least have an encounter, but just not the final encounter? I thought they were doing it more. Listen, personally, he is one of my favorite characters. I always wished that he wasn't (laughs) killed off in episode one. I I like him better than Dooku's great, but I like him better than Dooku. Um, So I think they brought him back for one, two, because I think, as you said, fanboy moment, um, big uh, surprise at the end, kind of end the movie with a feel-good way. I thought they wanted to make, I did think they were going to make, or had the intent to make subsequent movies, and this was a good way to introduce that character. Yep, yep. Um, And also a way to get a lightsaber in the the movie. Um, Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean you get like at the Star Wars. Here's a here's the fact that I, that I thought was funny. This is the first movie that does not have three PO or R two in it. So, uh, yes for R two. Yeah. Um, I actually have this down uh, yeah. slightly. There, 
there, while C-3PO isn't in it, and I did notice that as well, Anthony Daniels did make a cameo appearance. Really? So What was his cameo? It was, and I can't remember if it was as one of the Wookiees or as one of the guards who was helping the Wookiees on. No kidding. In, um, on, on, in Kessel, on um, the Spice Mines, as they were kind of trying I to get out. I will say they did I read that somewhere. Oh, you did? Okay. So, and I did not notice it. Oh, um, that's I, so interesting. Not that good. So I, I, I'm gonna I'm going to make my extension and say they still have C3PO in there. Okay. Just because okay. they have Anthony Daniels as a cameo. Well, I will say those Wookies. Uh, I mean, granted, they they did they did show him as like real. I mean, they were emaciated poor Wookies or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, he, he, I think he was one of the guards helping them. Oh, along. he was one if of the guards. You look oh, okay. Even you you will see Anthony Daniels mentioned as a cameo. You can just look it up. Okay, Wikipedia. I'll have to check that out. Or so he was, IMDb. He was uh, he sending was, a guard. He was sending a Wookie along to his. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. So um. So he was. So you're right. No C3PO, okay. which is unfortunate. No R2. Uh, I've lost R2. Um, but, yeah, we, um, we lost R2 and 3PO. There were this. other references just in the movie that I think if you, I didn't get look at the visual dictionary yet, but I did see uh, a couple of things and noticed that they did have in Dryden's den. He had a whole bunch of like other things. Yeah, and I think in keeping in uh, as a as a tradition between some of the Steven Spielberg yeah, movies, yeah. they do have what looks like a crystal skull from Indiana Jones. In you there. know what that is? Not that is quite. actually that is actually from the cover of an EU novel. Oh, from really? A, a, a one of the early Brian Daly novels. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to show you the cover. Yeah, yeah. I also thought at first it was a crystal skull. I it could be. My first thought was that it was this 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 okay. artifact from that's on the cover of this of this of Han Solo. I forgot what it's a Brian Daly novel, one of the three Brian Daly novels. We'll have to, we'll have to look or into that. Or it could that. have been just an homage, just a nod. It to could be. I, I like I think that. Ron Howard and uh, um, Steven Spielberg. Does, yeah, you know they do he that does that. Well, he did in Raiders when he put like exactly. the, the, with three PO and R two on yep. the yep. hieroglyphics exactly. on the wall. Yeah, I saw that but, too. Uh, they also had um, there um, this one I did not know that I can't remember who it is. Um, one of the things I read is that one of this movie did do was make one of the EU uh, old Sith Lords canon. Uh, one of the things in there also that you'd have to look to the visual dictionary. One of the things that he Dryden had there was a reference to Darth. Oh, it's gonna kill it's me. It's not Darth it. Bane, is it? No, 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 no. It wasn't Darth. Darth Bane's already canon from yeah, from from, from, from no, Clone it was Wars. Yeah. Something else. A guy I never heard of. One of the Sith Lords I never. Heard oh, of, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to look it. I can. I, I should have looked it up before this, but. Um, I did read that. I'll have to check that out. I love, I love hearing something. Yeah, so old Sith lords being brought up. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it's not one I'm. Very, I was very familiar with. Okay, it may not be one of the, one of the more I think familiar it was one ones. One of the EU ones, so something I will say. Maybe Nagasato or something like that, or yeah, maybe. Okay. Nagasato? Oh, I don't remember. Cool. I don't know. Be you know cool. what? I don't want to say anything. No, 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 we'll know. look into that. We, the, uh, um, yeah. the, the, the Parables of Dantooine podcast yeah. is on the case, and we will try to see who this uh, Sith Lord was being referenced in uh, the solo movie here. I hope I didn't just make that up. But no, I no, don't think okay. I would have. So, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things we did talk yeah, about on your list, I was just going to say just what you thought of the Kessel Run. Because uh, it was clearly Good a point big to piece bring, of yeah. it. This is um, something we've been wanting to see for a while. Um, uh, did they make the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, or was that just just lore, do you think? Because he says at the end, or whatever, somebody mentions it, like, the 13 or 14 parsecs. He said, I think it was, he, he said it, to, so I think it, wasn't in, I might be mixing up my movies. Han, at some point, said, 
in, in, in less than 12 parts, and then at some point someone said, if you round down. Yeah. Was that in episode 7? No, no, no. In episode 7, he, he, it was when Ray says, this is the ship that made the Kessel run in 14 parsecs. He's like, 12! Okay, so that's what it was. 14! So this movie must have been where he said, well, 12. He goes 12 and a half. He goes, well, round, round down, down sort of yeah. thing. Um, but I think it was, uh, um, I think that as, as you could look at the movies, he, Han, keeps bringing down the numbers That's well. That's true, too. You know, okay. it's funny. Um, little revisionist is... No, no, I had no, certain no. thoughts on it, but you were, you were talking... No, so I was just saying, so that, that little part of it, I was like, oh, I wish he just said, like, you know, yeah, I made it 12. Got a problem with that? <laughs> um, I thought... It was fun, but for some reason, I thought something was missing, and I don't know why. I... I for some reason, I now look. They they included everything. You got a big Imperial star destroyer. They're the going through. There. They got this big fall, monster. Everything's falling like, apart. You right. know, the coaxium is about to explode on there. And everything. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I liked it. I just. I mean, I have to say, like I said, I've only seen this one time. I haven't mm-hmm. gone back and seen it yet in the theater two mm-hmm. times. So I'm probably not going to be able to now. Right. But. Um, um, I thought it was fine. I. I. I, I like I said, maybe going through the visual dictionary a little bit more and, and, and reading more about it. Um, but it's tough to, 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 like, when you take a scene like that, which is what we've had in our heads for 40 plus years, I'm wondering, he keeps talking about this Kessel run. We keep hearing about this is the ship that made the Kessel run. We don't know what a parsec is. We don't know what 12 parsecs is in relation to anything time else. Is it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we know that the, that the Falcon has this history of being this great smuggling ship. And for some reason, I just thought I was going to see... Now, it, I love seeing Han and Chewie in there moving the triggers around and moving the stuff around and and, and flying the ship. I, just for some reason, I thought that there was going to be a little bit more to it. Not not that I know what that would be, but what I had in my head, it's just, like I said, it's tough to try to re, re, rewire your head after 40 years of imagining what it could be. Now, maybe that's good, maybe that's bad, but I, but, but what did you think so, the Kessel Run was? Uh, I, love, I love your take, and I'll tell yeah. you why, because it feeds directly into my take. Oh, cool. Um, which... I loved it, and I might just be... I did love it, not necessarily for its visualness, but I actually, thinking about it and watching it a second time, I had this other thought, and I, what I'm about to say, I hope it will say, wow, that yeah. was just, you know, mind-blown yes, sort here. of thing. Blow my if mind, you man. think about the movies as a whole, yeah. there's only one person who ever cares about the Kessel Run. Okay, other than Ray. Well, I'm gonna okay, take yeah, Ray. Okay. Who is it? It's Han. It's Han, yeah. Right, Lando says, yeah, well, who cares? And he goes, you never heard of, you know, in episode four, you never heard of the Million Falcon? Should I have? He made the, he made the, the Kessel, Kessel Run, run 12, yeah. 12 par 6. No, I don't know, right? No one else in, this, in, the, in basically the whole universe cares. <laughs> Han is the only one who cares. Han is the only one who cares. And now yeah. you're looking at it being like... It's not that big a deal. Well, oh, you're so not interesting. Han. That's so interesting. Yeah, for Han. I thought it was great. It was interesting. You made it. No one else did it. But I was expecting. Like, you, you were oh, thinking about it from so Han's perspective. Oh, it was man. in Han's mind. It's this. I made it in less than uh, the ship made it in less than twelve parts. You're the only one who knows about and that. And you do you're see it in all. And when Alden Eric plays Han Solo in that part there, where he is yeah. doing that Kessel run, I mean. You see the big wide eyes. You see him like he literally is glowing. He's glowing. I think the way that they portrayed the light on him, it was just like he is loving his life. Own. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be 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 flying this ship all over the place. Um, yeah, maybe like I said, maybe this is one of those aspects of it that you have to look at it through through Han's eyes to, to right. get that. Holy cow! Do you know what the Kessel Run is? As opposed to Obi Wan, should I know what the Kessel Run is? I well, just need a ride. Is, you know, <laughs> and the truth is like 
the like why would other people in the Star Wars universe in general know about this? Like unless you're someone who travels the universe, you know, it's the, like you're so right. As I'm thinking about, about this, this, when when Obi Wan and Luke are getting trying to like make a deal with Han to take him on, to, to I mean, this must be. God, Han is down and out. He's like, "What do you got for me? You, you and the droids." <laughs> Wait, there's 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 like not there's and I no contraband. No, no, no. Wait, we're just we're going to Alderaan. That's it. Okay, but wait a minute. How much? Okay. Hey, All right. Fine. All right. Whatever. It's a boring trip, but uh, I'm going to get a lot of money for this. I can get a job off my case, fine. and then life will be good. Exactly. That is such a great point to bring up there, Ronan. I like Thank that. You. I like that. It's, it's, it's the Kessel Run is exciting when you when you see it through Han's eyes. Yep. Other than that, it's probably just your, maybe be your, Grant, I'll say after seeing that movie, it's not the standard, I think, right. like I, smuggling understood. trip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but other people like also were in the movie, like right afterwards, people were like, yeah, good job, kid. You know, no one was like, Oh my God, how did you do that? No yeah. one's ever done that. Because everyone was kind of like, I didn't think you can do it. You did yeah. it. You're a good pilot. All right, fine. <laughs> it's like, fine. You know what? Okay, that's old history now. What's yeah. next? Right, exactly. So much you can do for me now. So I, I actually did like it, and I don't know if that was the intent. No, that, making that, things up. I that was a very good. I that, like it though. So. Did you have anything about Enfy's nest in their, as in their role in this? Yeah, and I think I even asked you at the end, like, should I have known the girl underneath? And I was kind of like, you were like. Nah, not really. Uh, right, I she... was hoping. I think. I think the reveal was is that it was. And this is gonna sound a little bit sexist here, but I think everybody probably thought at first it's a guy under that mask, right? Just because the way the the way the Star Wars universe has been set up. Granted, we are getting more female characters. To I have think they're a, doing that on purpose. And, they, um, and I like that. I yeah, like seeing, I seeing, 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 seeing. And, and actually, there's going to be a book coming out in in the fall, specifically about like I think the top 75 uh, Star Wars female characters. Hmm. Um, I'm hoping they're going to be ending to, going into the EU a little bit to find to find like 75. Mar- would be hard that would be don't. hard. I think it's 75. I could be wrong, but I think they um, don't. Then, maybe. Yeah. But uh, the fact that they 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 show it to, and it's not just a, I mean, it's a young girl. It's 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 somebody who is 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 I wouldn't even imagine more than maybe sixteen years old. Right, I think. and I was hoping she would be someone that you know a a, a a kind of a minor character either from one of the books or from the other movies. I was waiting to see that as but well. You just I didn't, don't think it was, um, but it wasn't right. And I think she just kind of mentioned, "Hey, we're going to start the re- or we're going to join the rebellion or whatever," um, and that was kind of the intent. Um, otherwise, didn't do it for me. Like I could have done without yeah. it. Um, they didn't, I, I, they didn't develop that part, I think, of the story well enough for me to I, say, I like, to have, I mean, I like that Han has empathy for it because that, that, that plants the seed for eventually what he's going to do and come back in the Death Star and all that type of stuff. And if their but, role was really just to kind of make you think they were this adversarial trying to steal and make money and or, I don't know if they're working for the Empire or just another crime syndicate. I thought it was just another crime syndicate. Right. That's um, all I thought when I first saw it. And they wanted to just kind of pull the wool over your eyes and say, oh no, this is going to be part of the rebellion. I'm fine. You know, that it it was didn't do it for me, but I was I was fine with that. I didn't hate it. Um you know, I had I somebody like tell seeing... me that they thought it might have been it, it, they were gonna be the reveal was gonna be somebody who had a part in the uh the, the, the battle at Yavin. That was gonna be somebody who eventually becomes one of the pilots or somebody who <sighs> So he said that was just his thought. Like he said, I thought at first that that the big reveal at the end was going to be 
it wasn't gonna be big. It wasn't Porkins. gonna be May Porkins. <laughs> I don't think he would have. He would have been. That would have a tough role for, I know, for I Porkins. Know. But uh, um, but 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 one of the one of the well known guys or hobby or one of these guys mm. you hear like just like the the you know that it was from very rough beginning to amazing X-wing pilot. Um, the, the one thing I did think when you know when they all revealed who they were. Um, you did see, and I can't remember, I think I told you this before, the yeah. guy who played Willow, um, I don't remember the actor's name, uh, and he, you know, he also played one of the Ewoks. Oh, that's um, uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to be the character everyone kept saying was a was a connection to the prequels. Oh, that would have been interesting. Because um, <laughs> I think it was the same character as, as uh, Anakin's, uh, or as the guy who was watching the... Um, oh, Watto, who was... Uh, 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 wasn't Watto. Not Watto, the, um, the Greedo, Greedo guy, who he was played many, he played young he was, Greedo. He was, right, no, he was... He was next. Wa- he was next to Watto watching. Oh right, right. That's right. Padres. He was one of the scoundrels who was like right. there laughing with him. Was like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I believe yeah. that he that is the character that he is intended to be. Oh, that would be a, that's um, a nice connection. That's so a connection. So I, I thought they would be and be like, eh, didn't do it for me until they revealed Darth Maul. Um, yeah. So I did like that. <laughs> um, but other than that, I, I thought that was one of the weaker points of the movie, personally. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, it was. <sighs> I loved how they looked. I loved the heist that scene that they had. I thought that was, like I said, I just thought it was another group of scoundrels yep. or, or denizens who were trying to, like, you know, use the coaxium for their own benefit, to, which they were, but they're, they're saying that we're using it to, to try to defeat the Empire. And maybe that's, like, what they were trying to do uh, in general is to kind of take away the clean image that the rebellion, that the rebels tend to have. And yep. I think you even see this. Uh, kind of toward some of the later movies um, in uh, Bloodlines, uh, at least they, they look they look into yeah. this. Um, where uh, without going too much into the move into that book, they the, one of the characters talking to Leia, being like, you know, you rebels didn't have such a squeaky uh, clean image. That's right. Back then. Yeah. You guys were your own sort of little terrorist group over there. Maybe that's just trying to say, listen, we have this. You know, and maybe that's what they're trying to do with Rogue One. They had this real extreme group as part. You got the, the Saw Gerrera and his group of uh, guys that who was are really, really extreme. extreme. Yeah, like, you know. But this was more like a we're still going, yeah. You know, so well, this was good. I'm glad we got to to discuss a little bit and break this down a little bit. It would have been great to have the other uh, co-mates here with uh, with us on 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 this journey. But I think we uh, we broke this movie down pretty well, and I I I think just to wrap it up here. I think the way I'm going to be looking at Solo is that I I think it, it, it is going to still be a good part of the Star Wars saga, even though I think that um, it's it's the unfortunate <laughs> the unfortunate victim of timing and the, the 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 state of mind of of the Star Wars fans and the Star Wars I guess you know universe at this time. Yeah. Um, I I think you brought up a good. A good good thought of in, in a sense like you know the time is going to heal this wound yeah. is that if you give this enough time i think when this comes out in the fall and people are going to start getting that as their maybe their 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 holiday gifts and they're going to get it and they're going to put it on you're going to want to put something on during like you know between thanksgiving and new year's and it's it's you know everything's a repeat and everything you i think people will start putting that in we're going to get to start seeing like the uh, the documentaries about it on on the bonus extras um i think this will be a movie that later on people will be saying that you know that was a good movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, it fell in a bad time. In, in the and it was in the vein of the prequels. In in, in some ways, uh, I think the prequels people's many people's perception yeah. have gotten better. And I think once people give this movie a chance, it'll also get better. And 
uh, I don't know, hopefully they can even play out some of the things they would have played out in this new series they're going to come out with, or, or like you said, a book. Yep. Hopefully not a comic. I don't tend to watch any of the <laughs> comics, but just at least a book I'll be happy with. Um, so I, I agree with you um, completely. Sounds good. Sounds Thank good. You. Well, this 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 wraps up our uh, our discussion about Solo. Maybe we'll have to like you know when we get the when we get the DVD or the Blu-ray, we'll do a, a good commentary. Good Sit idea. down and, and 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 do a commentary as we're watching it. Sounds good. And uh, you know now that this is done, we have to prepare for December 2019 with uh, with episode nine coming. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the uh, the ending. See how the culmination, but we have we have a, we have almost like a year and a half uh, to to get ready for this. So I am looking forward to that, and I'm I, I think hopefully that the doldrums that we're seeing here in the Star Wars universe is we're gonna we're gonna get out of it pretty pretty soon. So that's all for us uh, tonight here. I'd like to thank Ronan for joining uh, here thank you, on Mark. the Parables Dance Week podcast. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. We'll have to have you come back. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>